You're now listening to the Tax Smart REI podcast, the number one tax podcast for real estate investors. Your source for all things real estate, accounting, and tax. Here we reveal our secrets that can save you thousands in taxes, streamline your accounting process, and help grow your business. Stay tuned to hear insightful interviews with industry experts, successful real estate investors, and current clients on what strategies they use to grow their business and how they steer clear of Uncle Sam. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Tax Smart REI podcast. Today, Ryan and I are going to be discussing what you need to know as a real estate investor going into 2024 from a tax perspective. All right, we're going to be covering the 2024 Corporate Transparency Act, bonus depreciation, viability of certain tax strategies that you may be wanting to use, and a lot more. So we're going to dive into all of that in just one moment. After helping over a thousand investors in our previous boot camps, we're excited to announce we're launching our next QBO bookkeeping bootcamp for landlords and short-term rental investors on January 8th, 2024. By the end of this bootcamp, you'll have a streamlined bookkeeping system built for your long-term or short-term rental business. This is critically important because it allows you to improve cash flow, ensures you're not missing out on critical tax deductions, and makes tax filing a breeze. This bootcamp consists of easy-to-learn video lessons, two live Q&As with our very own accounting expert, Taylor Brugna, and a private forum where you get answers to your your questions. To learn more and register for the bootcamp, visit www.taxsmartinvestors.com slash bookkeeping and use the code early at checkout to get 50% off. Again, that's www.taxsmartinvestors.com slash bookkeeping and use the code early to register today. We'll see you there, but for now, we'll dive right into today's episode. All right. So before we dive into the Corporate Transparency Act, bonus depreciation, and all that good stuff, I just want to discuss what we're going to be doing with the podcast as we go through 2024. So at the tail end of 2023, I really sat down and thought through what made the Tax Smart REI podcast so great to begin with, and really is a combination of a handful of things. The first thing is bringing hard-hitting tax strategies and breaking them down into a digestible format that anybody can understand whether you have a law degree or not. Right. So the short term rental loophole, the real estate professional status, and everything in between, and really everything associated with real estate tax, we've brought that to the table. We're going to continue doing that. We're going to continue to answer the hard questions. We're going to continue bringing the hard tax strategies and bringing them to light and breaking them down. We, I think we have something in the pipelines can be super exciting. We're going to have to stick around and wait to see what that is. The second thing we've done is we brought on industry experts to discuss their journey, how they built their portfolio, and really giving key insights that you can use to build your portfolio as well. Then we also brought on attorneys. We've had so many attorneys on the show to break down the legal aspects, which is almost like right next to the tax aspects of real estate. So we're going to continue to do that as well. And one last thing too, something a little bit new that we've not done in the past is I'm going to be bringing some frameworks to the show that we're developing for for investors to be able to better navigate their tax situation. So for example, we're going to be bringing the tax smart roadmap, which is pretty much the path that some of the most successful investors that we've encountered followed from a tax and accounting perspective to reduce taxes and streamline their accounting processes. So I'm super excited to bring that to the table. I also have another framework that we're developing to help gauge risk, okay, to help gauge risk in certain tax strategies, because not everything is black and white, as I'm sure you're aware of if you're a longtime listener of the show. So I'm super excited about that. That's going to be coming up over the next few weeks and months. But without further ado here, we're just going to dive right into the meat and bones here. Uh, We're starting with the Corporate Transparency Act and just a brief recap of what you need to know. 
And it's going to be relevant if you have any entities, whether it's an LLC or otherwise. So Ryan, would you mind just kind of giving us a brief overview of the 2024 Corporate Transparency Act and some of the deadlines people need to be aware of? So essentially any entities created before 2024, so December 31st or before, they are going to have until January 1st, 2025, or basically thinking just before 2025 or end of 2024, you're going to essentially have an entire year to complete this form. Okay. Anyone who creates an entity in 2024, right? So January 1st, 2024 to December 31st, 2024, you are essentially going to have 90 days to complete this additional requirements. And then the entities that are created in 2025, and I think beyond, right, at this point, yeah. uh, this is kind of a moving and always, always changing thing that's going on. So these are all dates and things kind of based on when we're actually completing this here. But for 2025, it's actually going to be about 30 days to complete this and anything thereafter. So subject to change for sure, as they have already made certain extensions and things like that. So always keep your eye out on that. But essentially, this is a, a FinCEN requirement. So this is something that isn't necessarily just the IRS. This is kind of a part of the IRS is kind of my understanding. So this is an additional requirement, though, to get the beneficial owner information of these entities to kind of get that information to this organization to see who are the actual owners. So additional thing, it's new. And so keep your eye on any changes that come about. Sure, that 90 day extension could be even further into the future. So just keep your eye on that as things transpire. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely something if you own entities, you're going to want to keep an eye out on, stay in touch. We're going to be bringing updates here on the show. If We're also going to be doing it through our newsletter. So if you're not already part of the newsletter, you're not already subscribed, you can do that at www.taxsmartinvestors.com slash newsletter. You can jump on that newsletter uh, to make sure you don't miss out on any anything, any updates. Also, Brandon and I, we recorded a podcast last year, episode 244 where we go into a deeper dive of the Corporate Transparency Act. But it's just something to keep on your radar. One of the interesting things, and this is, I think, the last thing we'll say on the Corporate Transparency Act, is it's really uh, not clear on who is going to be responsible for filing this. And when I say who's going to be responsible, it's ultimately on you, the owner of the entity, to make sure that it's filed, to be clear. But is it going to be something that the CPA is going to do for you, your tax preparer, or is it going to be something that an attorney is going to do? And I'll just say from the early research that I've done, the early searches, there seems to be solutions being developed to help attorneys file this in bulk. We will see how this ultimately pans out, but right now it's not so clear. We'll be keeping everybody updated. Now, another big thing that's maybe the biggest thing for real estate investors going into 2024 is bonus appreciation drops down to 60% from 80%. Ryan, how do you think it's going to impact investors' decisions in 2024? I hope it doesn't have too much of an outsized weight to people's decision making because of what we talk about, right? The tail wagging the dog. So we're talking about, right? If we've got a property we placed in service in 2023, 80% bonus is kind of the amount that we can accelerate. Now, if we have a property we placed in service in 2024, now we're talking about 60%. As we know, kind of from the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, it's going to continue to go down 20% until we get to 2027, if I remember correctly, 0%. The thing that I think you should talk about just for a little bit is, you know, kind of some newer things that have come up towards the end of 2023 and kind of some talk around, hey, is 100% going to get extended for a little bit of time. I know earlier in 2023, there was a, a bill that came through and 
some people in the real estate industry, cost seg people uh, as a whole as well, were basically saying, hey, there, there might be an agreement here to extend it even back then. And it kind of right. seems like within the last couple of weeks and months, this has been a newer thing that's been kind of re-upped as far as a, a new consideration again. So the, the listeners are probably curious to know kind of things that you've seen or heard about that as well. Absolutely. So back in 2023, there was a bill that was passed by the House and Ways Committee called the Build It in America Act that had a lot of different things in it, but probably the most uh, compelling thing for real estate investors is they would extend 100% bonus depreciation from 2023 through to 2026. So in other words, there would be no 20% step down in this bill. And towards the tail end of 2023, there was some speculation going on and some information that came out from Congress and from people who are close to the issue that an agreement is quote unquote very close, but was unlikely to be passed as of the tail end of 2023. And as of this recording, it's still yet to be passed. So we'll have to wait and see. You know, everybody in the real estate industry has their fingers crossed. We're hoping that we do see 100% bonus depreciation be extended through 2026. That would be welcome news. And uh, it would be amazing, but we're just going to have to wait and see. It's not over till it's passed into law and it's official. So uh, right now, this is very much still speculation. There are comments that are being made by people, again, who are close to the issue, but nothing official as of today. And I think people who are being strategic and making decisions based on a potential of 100% bonus depreciation, I think you just need to be careful there. Because we kind of have to work with and assume with what the current law is, right? Yeah. I think people need to be considering, okay, if I'm going to estimate tax savings, I should use what the current law is because that is probably the most likely outcome. But if you're getting excited about 100% being extended, maybe you buy a property here in 2024, that's great. And we you know, can hope <laughs> that we yeah. get 100%, but still be doing your kind of calculations. If you're doing quarterly estimates or withholdings, things like that, make sure that you're using kind of the current law because that's kind of the most likely with current way things are. So just be careful of making a, you know tax projections or estimates based on something that's not yet law. Yeah, yeah, you got to hope for the best, but you got to be prepared for the worst. And the worst yeah. is that 60% remains the amount of bonus depreciation that you can receive in 2024. So definitely be operating under the assumption that it's still going to be 60%. And if it does jump back to 100%, uh, that's awesome, right? Because, you know, we've seen people make decisions off of proposed bills or what they thought was likely to happen. I remember, I forgot exactly when it was, but there was a point where I think they were going to raise the capital gains rate or people seriously thought that 1031 exchanges were going to be removed. And we saw people actually go and sell their property based on that information. And it turned out that that was never passed into law. So don't make decisions off of proposed bills, okay? It usually does not end well. Uh, wait until it's passed into law. It's, it's important to be aware of this stuff and kind of keep it in mind, but you don't want to be making major decisions under the assumption that something will get passed that may never actually get passed. Spot point. That's part of what we're, we're doing here. And you kind of mentioned that at the beginning of our time here, but we want to make people aware of this. We're not telling people to go make a decision based on something that's not yet in law. That's just a right. proposal. 100% agree. Right. Right. Absolutely. It's important to be aware, but not to make decisions. So with that, I know we talked about this a little bit on the previous episode with James. We did with James on short-term rentals, but a lot of people are always asking, uh, what strategies can I use to reduce taxes in 2024? Very important question. We all want to reduce our taxes. 
and specifically on W-2 and active business income, also known as non-passive income. And the question is, is reps still viable? Is the short-term rental loophole still viable? And we think we answered the short-term rental loophole question on the last episode. And the gist of it was, if you're willing to treat the short-term rental business as a real business, acquire the right properties, optimize your properties, and be willing to put the time and effort into continually optimizing your pricing strategy, continually optimizing your listings. And then from there, we determine that it's still absolutely viable as a tax strategy, even if bonus depreciation is at 60% or if it jumps to 100 in either way, um, still a viable strategy. So if you're willing to treat it like a business, it's still viable. Then for reps, reps also is, is viable for very much the same reasons. And what do you think? What's your opinion on that? Yeah, totally still viable. You know, if you're thinking, hey, I'm going to go buy a new property and I'm mostly going to do this for tax savings, we already talked about 60% bonus depreciation. You'd be careful there, but it's still the same law, right? And it's still an option uh, for people to do it. It's absolutely still viable. Again, just don't let the tail wag the dog. Hopefully we get extension of 100% like we keep talking about. But again, we're not going to you know, say that's that's something to make a decision on. But absolutely, it's still viable. It's still a great strategy. And for some of you out there, you're already in a capacity or a lifestyle to do this. And a common one that we talk about, right, is, hey, we've got one spouse working full time. Maybe they're a high income, high business income owner. And then we've got one spouse who maybe is taking care of the family and the home. Okay, well, maybe that spouse, not an issue with the 50% test, they're actually willing to maybe this year, right? Maybe things at the family or the home have kind of settled down or slowed down. And now with this year, we're kind of saying, hey, we do want to pursue this this year. So everyone's situation, right? Even if you've got the two spouse situation, your family dynamic time capacity is always going to change. Maybe you just had a kid, you know, go to college and now you're, you're one kid less, right? And as your kids keep getting older, maybe you've got more capacity to do that. So consider that, right? What are my lifestyle changes that maybe I do pursue this year, a different strategy or not, but it's absolutely still viable 100%. Yeah, for sure. And if you're not familiar with the real estate professional status or the short-term rental loophole, perhaps you're you're just tuning in for the first time or you just started listening to the show, uh, you could go back through the feed and we have episodes titled STR. We have an entire series on the short-term rentals, STR 01, 02, 03, and it goes on from there. And same thing with reps, reps 01, 02, 03, where we dive deep into those strategies. So if you do want to get a better understanding of how these work, then go ahead, check out those episodes. And I think it'll bring a lot of clarity if you're not sure how they work already. Hey, real quick, if you're a longtime listener of the show, then you know we give all of our tax secrets away for free. From how to use the real estate professional status and short-term rental loophole to save thousands of dollars in taxes and just about everything in between, we don't hold anything back. And that's because our goal is to help as many real estate investors as possible reduce taxes and build tax advantage wealth regardless of budget. And the only way we're able to help more real estate investors is if you can rate, review, and share the podcast. If you could take that one small action, just drop us a review. It'll take like 10 seconds. It will help more real estate investors become tax smart. We appreciate your support. And now back to the show. We're going to touch on a few more things. We want to touch on some tax deadlines, and we'll touch on bookkeeping after that, why bookkeeping is important in case you didn't already hear that from us. Um, it is very important. But tax filing deadlines, okay? So 1099 NECs, okay? I'm going to touch on this first because I think a lot of people often forget about this, and it's... Uh, so if you paid an independent contractor, a non-corporate independent contractor, more than $600 in 2023, then you typically have to file a 1099 NEC 
to the IRS, they get a copy, and then the contractor gets a copy. And those are due January 31st, 2024. So that's coming up soon. Good news is we're going to be having a master class on how to file 1099s, as well as the requirements that go along with 1099s in the TaxSmart Insiders community coming up January 16th. So if you're not already an insider, if you're interested in that, you can head on over to www.taxsmartinvestors.com and you can learn more there. But kind of diving into some other tax deadlines, we have the individual filing deadline and we have the entity filing deadline. Ryan, do you want to touch on those? Yeah. So entities are generally March 15th. And then we've got individuals and C-Corps, which are April 15th. So there's always the potential for an extension, six-month extension. So if we're talking about entities, say like a partnership, LLC, right? Even though the first deadline is March 15th, you could extend six months and then we have it then due September 15th. So same thing on the individual side or C-Corp with going from April 15th to October 15th, you get that six-month extension. Just a quick note, I feel like I've been hearing a lot of people, especially newer clients or people coming into our community who are maybe never extended uh, before, but maybe now they've bought their first rental and they're like, hey, this is a lot of new stuff and I'm not going to be able to file on time. Or maybe they got their first syndication investment and they're like, hey, I'm not going to get the K-1 until this summer, right? What do I do? And their concern is generally, I have to extend, wait, I've never done this, right? Am I going to get audited? And they think automatically they're going to get audited. Yeah. Uh, that is not the case, Okay. It is better for you to extend, make sure that it's correct, rather than something like, hey, I'm going to get it done by, say, April 15th for your individual return, and then guess what my K-1 is going to be, okay? That's worse, yeah. because if your K-1 is wrong, you're going to get a notice uh, of some sort. It might not be a full-blown audit where an IRS agent comes to your office or something like that, but you're going to get a notice, and there could be just penalties and interest on top of that if you get that wrong. So if you don't have the information please do extend, right? You want to get it correct the first time. That's of most importance. So I'm just trying to say a public service announcement. Don't be afraid to extend if this is your first time doing it. Hopefully that's helpful for some of our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. If it makes you feel any better, I've been extending my tax return for probably about 10 years now. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just, it's normal. It's normal. It's very normal, um, if, especially when you're in the world of private real estate investments and you're getting K-1s that aren't coming by March 15th, which by the way, is very normal. Uh, it's not something I know everybody wants to rush to get their K-1s out by March 15th, but it's not normal. It's actually not normal to do that, at least in my experience. So don't worry about the extension. Now, to be clear, while you have an extension to file, you do not have an extension to pay. All right. So you do have to make an estimated payment. You don't have to, but it would behoove you to make an estimated payment to get with your CPA or tax preparer to make sure that uh, you are making an estimated payment. Otherwise, you could face underpayment penalties and interest, which is something you don't want to do, or at least you, you want to minimize. So uh, you have an extension to file, which again, very normal, but you do not have an extension to pay. So go ahead and make sure you sync up to get that. Also, with that said, uh, Q1 payments for estimated tax payments for Q1 of 2024 are going to be due on that same date, April 15th. Additionally, we're in Q1 right now, but the estimated tax payment for Q4 2023 is actually coming up on January 15th. So you're going to want to make sure that you get that. If you have any outstanding payments, you haven't made your quarterlies yet for the Q4 of 2023, you get that in by January 15th to make sure that you don't incur 
any penalties or interest that might be associated with that. So those are some key deadlines that are coming up. Something else to keep in mind, IRA deadlines. So if you are, if you haven't made a 401k contribution for 2023 on the employee side, that's already done. You can't do that anymore. Unfortunately, you have to do that within the 2023 year. The employer contribution can be made, of course, after the year ends. So in 2024, but if you haven't made that employee contribution, uh, it's, it's too late. However, for IRAs, you do have until April 15th to go ahead and make those contributions if you're going to make it to an IRA, whether that be Roth or traditional. Same thing with an HSA. If you already have the HSA open before the year ended, so before 2023 ended, you could go ahead and make those contributions now. So it's just some uh, deadlines to be aware of. One last thing I think we're going to touch on today is going to be bookkeeping. And we, we've talked about this before. Taylor joined us on the show a few weeks ago. Ryan, why is bookkeeping very important? It's important, especially as we start the new year, because I talk with a lot of clients, investors, and a really common issue or frustration that they have is they just can't seem to keep up on their bookkeeping. Right. And like we talked about with Taylor uh, extensively, is that keeping up on that bookkeeping is going to help you understand maybe we're, we're missing revenue or why are these expenses higher or, hey, we haven't made this payment, right? It's helping you just operationally. But it's also helping you understand and make good business financial investment decisions too to maybe find something that's underperforming or just something that's being missed that doesn't make sense and you can catch it right before months go by. Maybe it's a bill due and you've got maybe interest on top of that. So it's overall just good, making sure that you're up to date, good decision making and all of that. But the thing that I just like to highlight as this is a new year, a lot of people come in with new year resolutions. And so maybe, right, for yeah. some of you out there, a new year's resolution is to keep up on your bookkeeping. And we already talked about reps and the short term rental. Another one could be your time log, right? For right. those of you who are trying to meet the reps or short term rental loophole, the time log is an important aspect to prove material participation. So these little nuances, right, that's maybe not part of your day job uh, or something like that, but these things that you're doing outside, it can be hard to get habits into making the bookkeeping more regular or the time log. But now is a good time to start creating those good habits for yourself so that you have that good information to, again, make good decisions moving forward. So that's just kind of a another PSA, if you want to call it that. Now is a good time to start doing it for this year. Get caught up, get a good process going now to help yourself come time to actually prepare your tax return, especially next year. That's a long ways out, but just good even for the, the medium term kind of making decisions. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All great points. I know it might be tedious, it might be boring, but these are like essential parts of your business, right? Of your rental business. You don't want to neglect them. You don't want to neglect them for too long. Having said that, I think we're going to go ahead and probably wrap this one up for today. Just wanted to give everybody a quick overview of what to kind of keep an eye out on as we kind of head into 2024. Again, we're going to be bringing the show back to the fundamentals, going into the hard hitting strategies, really breaking everything down, bringing on phenomenal guests to discuss their journey, their insights, building their portfolio as well as legal experts to kind of break down the legal side of things that we're seeing. So super excited for that. And we're going to be diving into all of that soon. So We'll catch you next week on the next episode of the TaxSmart REI Podcast. That's all for today. Thanks for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed the show, please find us on iTunes and leave us a review. You can also email us at contact at therealestatecpa.com with any feedback or topic suggestions. We are always taking on new clients and with the new tax laws in play, you really don't want to navigate this alone. Let us help you save money on taxes and with your accounting and CFO needs. 
to become a client, navigate to our client page at therealestatecpa.com and fill out a web form with as much detail about your situation as possible. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great rest of your week.